Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello everyone everywhere, Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you are joining us for part two and the conclusion of a great interview called Vanguard Veterans with retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Kathy Gallivich. She's the founder of Vanguard Veterans. Now, like I said, if you have been listening to me for any length of time, you understand my heart for the military. And this organization she has put together is a blessing to our veterans that some have paid extreme prices for the protection of our freedom. But that's just one aspect. The PTSD and all that, that is just one aspect. They have entire lives and families that need help. And you know, this organization, Vanguard Veterans, is so important that if you have a business and if you have a heart at all for the freedoms we enjoy, I urge you to get in touch with, with her. But right now, we're going to jump back into the conclusion of this great interview. I just, it is so hard for me just to release control and jump back into the interview because there's so much I could say about this. But instead, I'll let her talk about it. Let's jump back into the interview now with retired lieutenant, retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Kathy Gallowitz. You know, most veterans, they're used to, number one, showing up on time. Right. right? Accomplishing assigned tasks in a timely manner. Yep. Uh, working overtime if necessary because mm-hmm. the mission's first, you know, yes, among sir. other things. And yeah. most veterans maintain these job skills even many years after they leave service. How do you help make the companies aware of the positive job skills that veterans bring with them to the job site? Well, I offer training. I do. Uh, so I'm at Veteran Talent Academy is my upcoming course. I offer that twice a year. It's in person or virtual. And so the first part of the course is veteran hiring fundamentals. How do you find, how do you interview? uh, And, you know, where are some sources of veteran talent? The second course coming up is advanced individual training. Go figure. (laughs) Um, AIT, that's an army term. And um, so now we're going to look at onboarding, retaining, uh, messaging, uh, award program, other educational programs, and finally veteran specific community resources. So there's, there's training. I do a lot of social media posting. I'd love to connect with anybody on LinkedIn on uh, or at Vanguard Veteran on Facebook. I'm always educating, trying to build awareness yeah. about the, the points of view that, that veterans may have, you know, educate people about culture. And then I also offer consulting services to help that employer bring it all together and build yeah, that man. veteran attraction and retention strategy. So yeah, there's, there's, there's lots of ways I do this. This work really, yeah. Pastor Bob, is my life's calling. Yeah. Uh, not only to help employers, but to help the faith community. Yeah, amen. Well, tell us about your military ministry builder program. All right. Um, so the VA uh, 
probably a decade or so ago, started the community community clergy training program because they understood that with all these Iraq and Afghanistan veterans coming home, we really needed to harness the capability of the faith community. And, and that training program was really focused on the formal leaders, the, the pastors, the rabbis, the, the imams, you know, non-denominational uh, from, from all, all walks of faith. Um, and so then a, a group, a, after we um, implemented that uh, as much as we could in Ohio, upon my retirement, we started a nonprofit to educate volunteers. Because as you know, as a pastor, you guys are overworked and sometimes underpaid, but you, nothing really happens unless you have a passionate volunteer. So what I do now is uh, equip volunteer faith leaders, Christian leaders, to build a military ministry. And it there's no cookie cutter approach, okay? It's, it's fundamentally speaking about friendship, encouragement, building spiritual resiliency through the healing power of Jesus. And so depending upon the makeup of your group, uh, will depend on what approach you take. Um, my group that my husband and I uh, uh, facilitate has military moms, military spouses, combat veterans, women veterans, uh, allies, if you will, uh, parents of struggling adult veterans, parents of currently serving sailors. It's a very eclectic group. And so our, our group is, you know, mostly uh, about prayer and community service and connecting and supporting one another. We get together once a month, but then during the month we have, you know, sidebar friendships and, you know, it, it's not rocket science, um, but, you know, some of the wonderful things we've done is one that pops out as a, a newcomer to my state, my community, uh, parents had their 70th wedding anniversary. And so we all came out and stormed to support uh, her. Um, you know, another another uh, participant's uh, husband has pretty good PTSD. He he he's hunkered down at home. My husband took his son fishing. Okay, um, we go to the local veterans, uh, the local uh, assisted living, and celebrate Veterans Day, or we go have a veterans breakfast. We have done some studies. Um, on PTSD, but our group, we have now, we have speakers on, you know, blue star moms, gold star moms, brain injury, you know, to, to educate and, and provide more and more tools. Um, and, and, and so it, it, you know, it's to, to do this, you don't have to be a veteran to do it, but you need to have a little bit of knowledge about military culture, some, you know, basic leadership skills and an awareness of veteran community support resources. Cause you're not there to fix people. You're there to be the hands and feet of Christ and to serve and support people as a layman. And so if anybody's interested, I offer a once a month coaching call the first Sunday of every month, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Bob, I'd like to provide you the link for that. I'd like yeah. to come alongside you. It's very low cost. This is a, a, a work of a labor of love because our military connected people feel disconnected from mainstream America, in particular, those, those who have served because of military culture. You, you yeah. explained it, you explained it well early on about, uh, you know, the systems, the mindset. Um, we really just need people to, to, to bring us together and Amen. give us an opportunity to create relationships and support each other in partnership 
in partnership with the formal leader of the church, with the pastor. Mm -hmm. Okay. They need to be involved. They know the people. They can support the, the leader. Um, and, you know, our pastor comes and announces it, you know, every month. And so uh, it, it's, it's very rewarding. And the, and the outcome, the outcomes have been great. I just gave you a few uh, brief ones, but I will tell you the outcome for me as a newcomer to my state has been um, not only, you know, new friends, but also a, a better relationship with the Lord um, and more me putting God first more uh, because of the work I'm doing and what I'm learning. So Man. it's a win. It's a win win all around. Well, share with us also about the importance of the Fallen Comrades Ceremony. This was designed by Deborah Grassman, who is an advanced practice nurse who helped 10,000 veterans at their end of life. She, is a she was a hospice nurse at the Tampa VA. She and her team found scatterings of symptoms um, that they coined later soul injury, which is different from moral injury. Soul injury is unmourned loss, unforgiven guilt and shame. And one of her primary books is Peace at Last. I encourage anyone who is a combat veteran or knows a combat veteran to get that book and, um, and read it and apply it. So when, when anybody, but in particular combat veterans taught us this, when they mourn their losses, forgive themselves and others for things they more often than not couldn't control. Um, and they put in practice tools to help people do that. They had a much more restful end of life experience. So this fallen comrade ceremony was delicately designed by Deborah Grassman to um, facilitate emotional healing. It's an hour and a half to two hour got, you know, scripted music, scripts, gifts given back, opportunities for citizens to honor and, first of all, understand, hear testimonies about uh, people who have, you know, experienced soul injury and how they've healed from it. And then it, one of the most touching aspects of the ceremony, Bob, is when the veterans and military spouses are encouraged to write a burden on a rock, take that rock forward that person or potentially that burden can be announced or not. And then once that veteran or military spouse is seated, the citizens, the civilians in the audience are invited to come up, walk up to the front of the room, pick up that rock, take it back to their place of residence, put it on their desk, put mm. it in their garden, pray over that burden. Amen. And, and that's a way of symbolically sharing the cost of war, the cost yeah. of military service, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the American Indians have, have very um, ingrained protocols, uh, rituals to bring people back from war. And we and our society do not. Yeah. You know, we know. we basically say uh, it's it's just tragic. And, and that's, yeah. that's why we have some of the problems we do. I know we're taught, you know, like, okay, it happens. You know, say a prayer. Okay, now pick up your gear, let's go move out. The mission doesn't stop. You know, right. it's, there's, there's something else you got to do. And, and, you know, that's, I, I used to, you know, in the development of operational orders and stuff like that, you'd see, you know, commander's intent to achieve this objective with yeah. you know, more than 80% 
you know, sustainability and all that. What, he, what he's not saying, he's saying, but not saying is we're going to accept a 20% loss. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know? yep. And, and when I'm writing these operational orders, I'm looking at that, man. How, how do people do this? I tell you, my, my husband is a strong man of faith, has been, uh, has, has been in it, um, in, in com- not, not direct combat, indirect. He was a logistician. However, um, he says, Kathy, I don't know how people without faith can, can yeah. get through this. And I think, yeah. I think most of our, most of our military members, you know, most of us, it might be an overgeneralization, but I think a lot of us really are people of faith. But, you know, when, when we leave military service, we lose our identity, we lose our purpose, you know, you got it. You've been there, done that. And, you know, if if anybody's out there listening in your faith community member and you have an inkling of, gee, I get it. You know, I want to help other people, you know, transition better. Please jump in this, this, this uh, movement with me and build a military ministry within your congregation. Uh, and, and and really help help our service members, be it Vietnam veterans or you know Iraq veterans, subgroups of veterans. You can there's a lot of ways you can do this, but it it really makes a big difference uh, for our veteran community. And it's the bottom line. It's it's the work that God wants us to do. Amen. Amen. How difficult is it for former military members to grieve properly? Oh. <laughs> You know the answer to that, but so you probably know more about that than I do as a pastor. But, um, you know, we aren't taught in life the importance of grieving. You know, we, you know, I, I can cry easily. And as a woman, you know, that's that's pretty acceptable. And I have done a lot of grieving in my life because I've had a lot of pain. Um, I think it's a lot harder for men. I think it's doubly maybe harder for military people because the mission must go on and um, we must be disciplined in all ways. We must be, you know, disciplined by showing up on time. We must be disciplined by following orders, even though I might get shot at. We must be disciplined in our emotions um, to overcome our fears, right? And you know, I, I'm hopeful that, you know, seeking help has, is improving within the forces. There's certainly lots of effort being done there. But, um, you know, generally speaking, we're just not taught how to grieve. And so yeah. it's, a, it's a huge gap in our society in general um, and in particular in the, in the stoic. The stoicism is so highly prevalent in, in military members. And so we need we need civilian veteran champions who are sensitive to that, who get it, who won't give up after you have invited somebody to join you at your military ministry or to invite them to coffee. You've invited them five times and, and they're still reluctant to participate. Well, when it comes to a military person, you know, there's there might be trust issues. There might be, you know, invisible war issues. Um, just don't give up on, don't give up on us. Amen. Amen. Well, share with us about your book, Beyond Thank You for Your Service, The Veterans Champion Handbook for Civilians. Why did you write this book? And why do you believe it's needful for such a time as this? Oh, such a time as this. Okay. The, the why is because I met so many wonderful civilians during when I was the director of community outreach for the Ohio National Guard. 
who took this work so seriously. Now it was it was founded on mutual benefit, okay? Um, and that's how the world go, goes round and there's nothing wrong with that. But I saw the satisfaction, pride, enthusiasm, maybe even joy that many civilians got when they were doing substantive things for those of us who wore the uniform. And um, they, they weren't, you know, just saying thank you for your service, which is certainly appreciated, but they were using their skill sets, their influence, their, um, the, the, the opportunities that they created within their circle of influence to make discernible differences for uh, those of us who wore the uniform. And frankly, many of them, I mean, this is a good story. So uh, I, I now live in Arizona three years after 25 years in Ohio, um, out networking and uh, talking with a, a, a wonderful lady who used to be involved in, a in establishing a veteran hiring program in her company 10 years ago, 10 years ago. She's explaining it to me and she says, Kathy, I'm getting goosebumps telling you about this. Now, goosebumps yeah. don't lie, right? That's right. I, I call them holy ghost bumps. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. So these holy ghost bumps, yeah. civilians get them. It's real. It's real when they know they're making a difference for those of us who serve and sacrifice Amen. to defend this great nation. Yeah. And so, um, and, and then once I separated in 2000, uh, end of 2016, I was like, who in our society does this work cultivating civilian veteran champions? That is people who can improve quality of life, workforce, or community. That is making them aware of how important they are. That is giving them, giving them uh, specific concrete strategies, ideas about what you can do. And that's what this book is all about. I wanted to magnify the message so that more and more people will do more. Now, um, more often than not, we hear about care packages, and that's wonderful. That's one nice thing you can do to send to people who are deployed, and it's, it's very memorable for those who receive it. However, it's even more beneficial if we work towards developing trusting relationships, okay? Getting to know that veteran in particular, the person who has served or is serving the service members, getting to know them as individuals, figuring out what their needs are, asking them how you can help, and then by golly, following through. That's the premise of it all, okay? Extending yourself, just as God would have us do. Help help those that are struggling or you know, help those that need a friend. That's what we as Christians do. That's the whole premise of being a veteran champion. But then there are you know, additional ways that you can even do more based on your circle of influence. So I invite everybody to read the book. There's something in there for everyone Amen. about how you can how you can really make a difference for um, someone who feels disconnected. Amen. Amen. How can someone obtain a copy of your book? Is it, it on Amazon? It is on Amazon. Yes, sir. And, and if you read it and like it, I'd be grateful for a, uh, a review on Amazon. Absolutely. Praise God. If someone wanted to get in touch with you to, to ask a question or obtain more information on becoming a veteran champion, how can they do that? How can someone get in touch with you to get more information? My email is Kathy with a K and a Y at VanguardVeteran.com. It's singular, no dots in VanguardVeteran.com. Okay. 
uh, my the website is vanguardveteran.com. And, and so that should do it. I would love to connect with everybody on LinkedIn and Facebook, uh, Vanguard Veteran or Lieutenant Colonel Kathy Lowry Gallowitz, either one. Man, I'll put links to this all in the show notes below. Folks, having served 12 years in the military and then transitioning to civilian life, I know firsthand how difficult it is. I mean, it took me over 12 years of struggling, even contemplating, not not contemplating. I, I, I had made the decision to commit suicide. And oh. you've heard stories, my story, and you've heard other stories before oh. about how God invaded my little yeah. empty room through that oh. one scripture, Praise Psalms 34, 7, that changed my life forever. The Lord said, the Lord has heard this poor man cry and oh. shall deliver him from all his troubles. That oh. one verse changed oh. my life forever. Oh. And although it was only two and a half years from the time I had left active duty when that night happened, I still struggled for the next 10 years after that oh. until well, I found my calling. And, and, and is, is it true, Pastor Bob, that the the sort of at the core root of all this was feeling alone, was feeling yep. misunderstood. Okay. Yep. And so, and so brothers and sisters out there help our service members and veterans not feel so alone. That's take it, nice. take, take the important step as a person to get to know the military member, the spouse, their children on your own, but even better is be the facilitator that brings them together because that bond of military service is thick. You yeah. know, you, 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 it, you can communicate easier. You feel understood. So please let's, you know, join the veteran champion movement, be a part of the win and help yeah. our service members, uh, you know, have a, a bet, a much better quality of life because when their quality of life is improved, they're better workers. And Oh, by the way, they enrich our communities. Research Amen. shows, research shows that veterans are civic assets. And so, we all have a stake in this. When three out of 10 uh, people are even eligible to serve in the military for a variety of reasons, when those three out of 10 come home or go to their new community, we need to welcome them with up in arms and help them readjust. Yeah, amen. Like I say, it, it, it took me a good 12 years or so just to accept life again. Ah. Uh, and, and when I, I finally found a calling, when I was hired as a police officer, that job gave me purpose. Yes. Again, you know, I was I was born again that night back in January 1992. I even attended Bible school, was ordained in 2001. I was a chaplain for our police department, but the oh. struggle was oh. real for yes. a very, very long time. I, I I wish there was a program like this back then. There wasn't. But there is now, folks, and I urge you to drop down into the show notes, click the links right there to reach out to Kathy. Get this information. If you're a pastor of a church, reach out. Get this information to reach veterans in your community. This will help you grow your church, yes, yeah, yeah. but more than that, you'll be reaching a very, very vulnerable, struggling segment of society, one that served this great nation and is now struggling to survive and find purpose in life. Yes, sir. Be sure to order a copy of Kathy Gallowitz's book, Beyond Thank You for Your Service, the Veteran Champion Handbook for Civilians. In fact, order two or three copies, pass them out. Give one to your pastor, one to your boss at work, one to whoever you may think would be able to help military veterans in your community. Amen. Do it right now. Order these books right now while you're thinking about it. 
Kathy, thank you for your service and thank you for this great program and thank you for taking the time to come on the program today and share all about it. I do appreciate it. Sure, I honor and respect all you have done and are doing and I'm so glad that, that you are that you are healed and moving forward and, and able to influence change in this particular area. Thank you for inviting me to be a guest. Amen. Praise God. Folks, that is all the time we have for today. For Kathy Gallows, myself, this pastor, by reminding you to be blessed. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Thank you.